Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another beautiful day. Yesterday was Memorial Day, a day when we remember those who bought and paid for our freedom with the biggest price, their lives. And Memorial Day to me always reminds me not only of all of those soldiers who paid the price for your freedom here in America, but it also reminds me of the man who paid the biggest price for our biggest freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from death. And that's Jesus. Both Jesus and a soldier paid for your freedom. And that is something that is so mind-boggling to me that they gave up their life. It's so far far away from where I am right now, living comfortably in my home, that I can't even imagine what they had to go through. And I'm just so thankful. So, so thankful. I will say to you that the long weekend got me. (laughs) Sorry, today's episode is a little bit late for everyone who listens every morning. That long weekend just snuck up on me. And I hope everyone did enjoy their long weekend. I hope you were able to spend some time thinking about that sacrifice for your freedom. And today we're going to hop back into Galatians chapter 4. And Paul has been talking about this idea of sonship. That you are an heir, not by your actions, not by keeping the law, but you are an heir because of Jesus, because of his sacrifice like we just talked about. He earned your freedom. Your freedom doesn't come because of yourself, because of how well you're able to keep the law, but your freedom comes from the promise of God. And my friends, our God is a promise keeper. He's not going to let you down. And today, Paul puts a little bit more of himself in the letter. And he brings it back to him and his personal relationship with these people, with the churches in the Galatian region. So let's dive in. We're in Galatians chapter 4, verse 12, and I'm reading from the ESV. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am. For I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. So Paul here is reminding them when he first met them, and we don't hear too much about this, but he was sick. He wasn't doing very good. And he says they didn't scorn him. They didn't despise him, but rather they received him. They welcomed him with open arms. And we don't really know much about this encounter, this sickness, but apparently it happened. Could it be that some of them welcomed him after he was stoned? Perhaps. We just don't know. 
but it's really beautiful to see that is how this relationship started. And we see again that that God uses that. He uses the difficult, the painful, the hard things in our lives to bring us opportunities. Does he bring the pain? Does he bring the hardship? No, no, no. That comes as a result of our sin, this fallen world, the devil himself. But God uses it all for his good, for his glory, and ultimately for our good as well. And so when Paul says that it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first, we see that opportunity in the pain. So know, my friends, that yes, life hurts. Things can get chaotic. Things can get out of hand. But when that happens, God is working for your good and he's actually working opportunities in that pain. But Paul doesn't stop here. He goes on. He says, what then has become of your blessedness? He is calling them out. He just said they were like an angel. They were like Jesus. They were acting with love. And then he's saying, what's become of that? What happened to you? And remember, throughout this whole letter, he is speaking to them of false teachers, of this idea that they are trying to earn their righteousness. They're turning away from the true gospel of grace and salvation from Christ's sacrifice to their own selves, to these false teachers. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. (laughs) That's how committed he felt they were to him. That's how much they loved on him when he needed them, that they would have given him their own eyes if it would have helped him. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. And I think, and other people believe as well, that this they is talking about those false teachers. That these false teachers are making much of them. Maybe they're flattering them, appealing to their pride, how good they are. But they're doing that for no good purpose. These false teachers want to shut them out that they, the people, would make much of them. The false teachers, their intention is pride and it is sinful, it is selfish. Paul goes on, it is always good to be made much of for a good purpose. For a good purpose, for love, for glorifying God, for sharing the gospel. And not only when I am present with you, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Put yourself in Paul's shoes for a second. You spend time with someone. You get to know them. You love them. You see them growing. They accept you. You're friends. You're connected. And then you have to move away and you see that everything changes. Paul saw, he heard that everything changed in these churches, in these believers' hearts. That they turned away from everything that they had built together, that the Lord had built there. That's got to be painful, and we see it is painful for Paul. He says he's in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. 
He's perplexed about them. He wishes he could be with them in person and change his tone. But he's only able to write to them. It's hard. It's challenging. But we see Paul's love for them. And we see that even though they are going through a rough time, he doesn't give up on them. He continues to share truth, to speak that into their lives with a heart of love. He's not saying any of this to tear them down except for the idols that they have built. He is trying to build them up securely in Christ. So remember, my friends, that God uses pain in your life. He sees that as an opportunity. And he places opportunities there for you. He uses that for your good, even though it hurts in the moment. He is there with you, working for you. And when you see other people in your life going through awful situations, we can mirror God. Just like Paul didn't give up on them, he continued to speak truth, hard truth. And we can do that for our friends as well. When they're going through a hard time, when they're struggling, we can be there to speak truth. Sometimes hard truth. Sometimes the truth of encouragement, but always, always pointing back to Jesus and his love for them. So take that with today, my friends. Love on others. Love the Lord. Remember him even through the pain. And I will see you tomorrow morning. I'm not sure where you are right now, but I do know that I would love to share some truth and some love with you. If you're interested in connecting, in diving into what scripture says about convictions and discernment and consistency, then join me for my free Yoga Meets Faith workshop coming up next week. We're going to dive into that question, can yoga be biblical? And if so, how can it actually be a tool to help my faith So look up Yoga Meets Faith Workshop in your Facebook uh, search bar, or you can go ahead and click on the link in the description to get your invite.